What's tea, y'all? I know some of you are out there right now having a hard time, having problems in your relationships, having trouble with life, or maybe you're on social media swiping and swiping, thinking, why can't that be me? Why can't I do that? Why well, I'm here to let you know that you can. This is Create Your Own Story with Terrell Garnett, where we not only help you create your own story, but we let you tell yours too. Let's get into it, y'all. record my pod or i don't i'm um, editing my podcast i don't like the sound of my voice <laughs> like listen i was trying to make that instrumental though that was smooth <laughs> oh, I, found the, I found the beat on youtube and then i created when i tell you i created that intro like six seven times like me talking over it and like some of them like if i i have to find it i'll send it to you because it's so funny like i sent it to a few of my friends and they're like oh you can't use that one i'm like why not they're like you sound like, <laughs> you sound like a phone sex operator and i'm like oh that's oh, not what i'm trying to I, do i guess <laughs> How that would be. Oh my God, that's funny. Yeah, it, it, was, it was way too central. And I'm like, well, if I ever not do this, I have another career field to go into. <laughs> but yeah. like I do with all my guests, I'm going to allow you to introduce yourself. Hello, everybody. My name is Dagan. I go by the same artist name because I have yet to meet somebody with my name. Um, I make R&B and hip hop music. Uh, what else? Yeah, you know, I like to produce all my own music. I like to write all my own music. I mean, not that I do. I just prefer to. Um, my phone is... Yeah, your video went out. <laughs> yeah, one second. The one time that I'm recording the, the video. <laughs> you're good now. Wait, am I back? Am you're I good. back? You're good, you're good. Okay, yeah. So, my name's Dagan. I go by the same artist's name. Um, I make R&B and hip-hop music. Uh, I produce and write a lot of my own stuff, but I like to collaborate with people too. Um, I've collaborated with multiple people over the years of like my freshman year of like college and I've been out of college for like a year now. So it's been like five years. Um, but yeah, that's just a little bit about me. Cool. 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 Well, thanks for actually even considering and doing the podcast. I, um, had seen, I don't know where I seen you actually on. Was it Insta? It was definitely Instagram, but it was somebody had posted you. Right. Um, and so I, I want to say, no, I don't want to make any guesses. But anyway, somebody, another artist had posted you. Um, and so I was just like, oh, okay, let me, and I followed you. And then I was like, you know, let me reach out. And, you know, like I, I did skim your music. So like it, I was just like, okay, he, not to say that you're not, that you're not. <laughs> This is going to sound wrong to anybody else, but I'm like, oh, he's good enough to be on the podcast because the reason I say that is because I've had somebody on the podcast before and I'm not going to say any names and I didn't listen to the music beforehand um, and I had them on and then I played it while on the podcast and I'm like, oh, this isn't good at all. <laughs> um, but, you know, you got to keep a straight face. Like, I'm not going to... I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not no Simon oh. Cowell. I'm not gonna hurt nobody's dreams, but like, this ain't it, baby. But like, boy. It just tell. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh boy. So with everything, you're you're. Would you say you're a new artist? You're relatively a new artist. Um, how has the transition been from going from being an artist, not with COVID, then COVID coming in, and then now trans transitioning back into 
being out of like you know the whole uh i shouldn't say covid but more so uh quarantine no, it's, it's really funny you mentioned that because before it had started, I was actually an audio engineer um, at school. Um, I went to school in Oregon, I went to University of Oregon. I used to record the live shows. And I was like, I actually was uh, working with this, these uh, um, people that were in the music school. There was like uh, musicians. There was like a bassist, a drummer, a, p- a piano player um and a guitar player and we used to we were rehearsing like crazy and we had like four or five songs ready to go to perform and um we had made some and covid hit that's that right before our last term we were going to start performing and stuff so not only did i lose that audio engineering job but i lost out on that band and all that work we put in so it completely turned my world upside down in terms of music because i was getting ready i was gearing up for you know like this whole kind of uh push and it kind of just got like halted i was like whoa like it 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 was it was a lot to deal with at the time because i was looking so forward to it but it it was a learning lesson to kind of uh learn how to like uh pivot and just like you know react to the situation that was in front of me well that's that's sad uh that it had that it it ended so (laughs) abruptly like no for real though because like some people don't know how to 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 get back up when they are hit with the loss um like that um how were you able to like what was your next moves like did, like for instance for an example i remember watching this interview with latoya luckett whom i love to death from destiny's child and when she was mm-hmm. kicked out of destiny's child like she said she didn't want to sing anymore um she was going to take the money and she was going to do something that she, else right. that she loved but everything kept basically bringing her back to music and she was like okay this is meant to be came out with an album number one number one single um Mm -hmm. and it was her destiny so how how have you been able to navigate like you know not giving up and still pushing forward with you know your music no that's a great question because i think that's just something um i can struggle with and i think artists too in general can struggle with like the ups and downs of being in like a creative and like trying to keep that steam going. Um, but for me, like what I tend to do is I tend to go, like I kind of have like a production mode and then I have like an artist mode. Like, and when I kind of have like, um, I would say a, a more down period, I tend to just go into production mode because I, I, I want to speak less words and I kind of just want to speak through like sound more, I find. Um, Cause uh, after that had happened, I went, um, I went on like kind of like a beat making spree and I made like three every day for like a couple weeks. Like I just wasn't really, I didn't really want to talk. I didn't really want to think about it. I kind of would just get lost in the music and try to like be in the moment through that. So I would say I kind of just shift to production more when I kind of get in those modes instead of like focusing on like finishing songs or output, you know, I kind of just focus on like being, um, just purely creative with no goal in mind. I think that's why I go to production when I get in those modes. That's awesome. Um, what, yeah. What um, what got you into like doing music? How did you know that this was a calling for you? Yeah, I mean that's that's a that goes way back. Um, so I actually I uh, was born in Brooklyn, uh, New York, and um, I have a I have a big family. I have like four siblings and. There's all these whole videos of us just like dancing like idiots to MTV and like um, to our own like audio system. Like we were, we were just dancing, like sing. And like I used to go to church. Like I, I had one of them grandmas where she would take me to church every single Sunday, like without fail. And if we miss, like she's on our head top. Like we had that kind of like grandma. So we used to, she used to make us sing too. Like we, was, we wouldn't sing, like she would make us sing. Like so, 
singing has just always been like a part of my life, very integral. And, um, but I've, I was, I actually, <laughs> I actually used to be painfully shy as a kid too. So I never really shared it. And, um, so I've always had a passion for music and like, um, I grew up on like singers like Lauren Hill, like India Ari, mm -hmm. like just people that like were really good vocal, like, you know, Whitney Houston, like all, all, all them classic, um, female artists. Yeah, um, and as I got there, um, started and started to gain confidence, like, um, started to know who I was more, um, that started to be less important to me, like the shyness. And I just wanted to be myself more. So that's what kind of brought me to music and like sharing it with the world. Um, I would say that was like the catalyst really. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so do you still go to church? <laughs> <laughs> what would your grandma say about you right now? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's ingrained in there somewhere. I haven't been he in says a minute. somewhere. Keep it a book. Like I haven't been in a minute. Um, but you know, I do still put a lot of importance on faith, especially with like what I'm doing, which is like, you know, chasing these dreams and like making music, you don't know what's going to come of it. So it, it's very faith-based. Like you have to have faith in yourself in other people, like just in everything basically. So like, I don't go to church necessarily anymore, but I definitely still operate with that same like faith as like my foundation. Cause without it, like, I just don't. I just don't have the same aura or energy about me if I don't have that. Yeah, I totally, I totally can relate to that. Agree. Granted, I do go to church now, but <laughs> um, if that was just the start of the end of last year, like November, I started to go again. Um, but before that, I hadn't gone since two thousand and thirteen, so like seven, eight years. Um, but like faith, my faith never wavered or not you know, nothing like that i just didn't yeah. feel like being in a building i didn't feel like you know like it just wasn't for me in that time period not to say that it wasn't for me because i feel like god's always for everybody but i just wasn't feeling it in that time period but me as a person it didn't change i felt like that going to church built foundation and it built um what do you call it a, um what do you call it oh that's what i'm looking for a um conscience in a sense um, right so that, that right there has been, uh, you know, I, I always tell people, I was like, my faith has gotten me through things that nothing else could have. So let me get into some more dialogue. Let me ask you a question because, you know, I got these questions here for a reason. Um, what would you say your self-worth is based on? Oh, that's a question I've definitely thought about a lot over the years. Um, because the answer has changed, definitely. Um, but at my root, I would say my self-worth is based on, um, like, my output. Like, how, what am I, what value am I bringing to both, like, the world and, like, to myself? Because, um, again, like, I kind of gave you a little... Uh, a little preview like the way i grew up it was just very like uh i have to like get good grades i got to go to church like my parents and my grandparents are just very like on me like a lot of pressure you know like to perform and to uh have output so um i would say my self-worth is definitely based on that i mean that's why like i i think that's why i produce a lot of my own stuff and like mix it master it all that stuff because like i just like i i a lot, I feel like I have a lot of responsibility on my shoulders because of that. So a lot of my self-worth comes from that, um, you know, kind of just like 
shouldering that. Um, but now as time has gone on, um, I've actually tried to step away from that a little bit because it could be unhealthy as well to always be so fixated on like my output and like yeah. my worth tied to that. Because, you know, something like COVID rolls around, I lose my job, I lose the band, you know, I lose these things that are the foundation of my self-worth. And it's like, what do I have left then in terms of worth? You know, like it can be a dangerous kind of foundation to stand on. And that's actually why I mentioned uh, faith because um, to me, that is a much more solid foundation. And I have much more compassion for not only other people, but more importantly, myself, especially when periods of like that come about um, of like, you know, uh, adversity so um i would say my self-worth now just comes more from um just having faith and like being in being in the moment and like just being present with people like independent of music independent of anything just day to day people I interact with i just try to be present and like decent and move with love i would say when i'm acting in that way i feel like i have worth more so now and i've kind of tried to distance myself from the productivity and output as my foundation you know yeah yeah, I, I can totally sense that from you. You have really good uh, energy and a good aura about you. Um, I appreciate What was that? I appreciate that. Yeah. Like, I, it is really something I consciously try to um, focus on, for sure. Yeah. Um, what would you say your, what, what would you say the one thing that you can't tolerate is? Probably not trying like when other people do it and when I don't do it, like, um, it goes back to like the, the output it does and like excellence. Um, just when, I don't know when I, when other people don't try, whether if it's like a relationship or we work together or, you know, um, we just interact with one another. Um, I'm just the type of person where I will always put my best foot forward every day. Um, and may, that may be, worse than other days maybe better other days but as long as i'm like putting that foot forward um i would say that's one thing i absolutely like just can't tolerate like people that don't give me they're all basically i would say like effort you know like that's i, I would say that's what i can't tolerate yeah and i feel like so i always tell people because we use the word try a lot like oh you're not trying hard enough you're not trying but i think that people often don't realize that like the only time you can try in something is when you know that you can't succeed in it. So you're mm -hmm. trying to succeed. If you can succeed in something, it wouldn't be trying. It would just be doing. Right. A lot. Of, a lot of times, people they really don't try. They give you the bare minimum. <laughs> Whether it be in relationships with friends, family, lovers, um, or at work, or just you know in everyday life, they do. They give the bare minimum. Um, so I, I love that answer. But um, I'm going to play one of your songs now. For sure. Um, so this one's um, going to be Pink Ocean. Yes. And <laughs> tell us about it. For sure. Bef before you play it? Or do you want to do before or after? It's up to you. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do before um, just to give people kind of a sense. Um, yeah, so this song, I was with uh, my ex at the time. Um, and, you know, we were just in love. And... Um, you know, I just want to kind of celebrate that. And uh, it was a beat I had produced as well from that beat making frenzy I had. Um, and I just kind of picked it out. And I just like the sonics of it for kind of like um, celebrating like that love we have or had. Um, but yeah, I would say that kind of sums it up. That's a good little intro. Okay. 
but let's get into this record. Here is Pink Ocean. That's your government, right? Yeah, that's my government. Yeah, I've yeah. never heard that name before. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. that's why I use it because I don't know. I just like it fits. Um, but yeah, it means uh, earth and grain. And I also did like further research, and it used to be like a, um, like a like a god back in the day, um, like a mer like a mermaid, merman god, like. Um, but it was spelled like D A G O N, not A N. Um, so that's kind of like everything I found on it because I'm like, I don't know what that means either. Um, but I know it's also uh, kind of Hebrew origin as well. So like language. I'm gonna look it up. I was just curious. I've, I've never heard the, the name before. That makes you unique. I mean, I'm pretty sure yeah. somebody in this world has, has the name. You ain't gonna be the only one. But <laughs> out of the billions of people in the world. Somebody, like I know it's, they're out there. But yeah. I've yet to so could go on with some more dialogue. Um, how do you feel that you sabotage yourself, self-sabotage? Oh, that one cuts deep. Um, easily, it is... Uh, I would say putting too much pressure on my perfectionism, like perfectionism. To sum it up in one word. Because, um, like, the way it works is, like, you know, you want something to be so perfect that you it stops you from even taking a step um and i I, one thing i know i need to do more is uh put my stuff out on tiktok for like marketing you and me both Uh, (laughs) yeah hey no that facts like and um because of like perfectionism because of like wanting to it to be like so perfect but the first time i do it like i put out a a, a couple videos put like four or something but i always have this idea in my head of like exactly of what it should look like and that, you know, I, I feel like if I actually make it, it won't meet that. So I would say that that's easiest way, easy, easy, like 
easily the biggest way I, I self-sabotage is like needing things to be perfect instead of just enjoying the process and like taking it step by step. And like, again, it's like having compassion for myself yeah. and, you know, it's, it's okay to not have it all figured out and perfect off the rip, you know, like that'll come you, I, I, I didn't get to producing and making all my own songs by being perfect off the first song. Like it don't work like that. Like yeah. it's not realistic, you know, like, um, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> Unless you're me. <laughs> yeah, I'm joking. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but yeah, I would say that's the biggest way I self-sabotage. Just like perfectionism. Yeah. 100%. I can 100% relate to that. I think I, uh, because I want things to be like, they need to look a certain way. And if I know that it's not going to look that way, I won't even attempt to do it. And then mm-hmm. I get into this place of, uh, like, uh, not, word i want to use um i'm drawing blanks today it's one of them days Uh, (laughs) um procrastination there you go um and then i'm like dang i see all these people doing all this stuff and they're getting all these hits on like tiktok and stuff and i'm like that's not even good content like you know and i'm like i definitely can do something better than that and then i see some people do the 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 most simplest of things and i'm like how and i was like but yeah. I, can, I would never do that like i need to be look presentable like i look like trash right now and i would normally never record <laughs> anything like this with me looking how i look right now um but hey you know you gotta like i look, look like they i'm a catfish look at the, the picture <laughs> <laughs> like you had to do yourself like that you had to do yourself like that <laughs> I remember oh, one time uh, I, I used to work at Vans in the Ventura Mall and in the outlets. Um, and I remember one time this like, girl came up to me and she's like, hey, I think I follow you on Snap or on Snapchat. And I used to be on Snapchat heavy back in the day. And I'm like, oh, really? Uh-huh. She's like, yeah. She's like, oh, you actually look way better in person. And I'm like, I was offended. <laughs> I was offended because I'm like, I, you know how many filters I put on before I even post something? And you're going to tell me I look better in person? Like, <laughs> thanks. Like, I know it was a compliment. <laughs> what i felt like she was saying it as a compliment but i'm like as much filters and stuff that i put on like on the internet for you to basically say i look like not she didn't say i look like shit there but like you know like that's how i took it (laughs) like oh i guess i gotta try harder like (laughs) (laughs) nah but i feel like that ties into the perfectionism thing like because you're judging yourself so hard before you even have the output you you kind of cloud your judgment. You kind of cloud your perception of how things actually are. If you take a step back from that, you know, yeah, like other people can perceive you so differently or perceive exactly. what you do so differently. And I, and I will just not even try. And it's something that I need to get out of. Cause I didn't used to be like that. Like I say right. this all the time that I need to go and delete some of the stuff that I put, that I have on, on social media, like on YouTube. Like I have these videos and I, this granted, this is when I was way younger. Um, this is like 10, 12, 11 years ago um, right. when, I, when I was in my early 20s and stuff and I would be saying some of the most reckless things and I look back at it now and I was like I would never say that but back then it, it was okay to say certain things because people weren't as sensitive as they are now yeah. no, um, no, I, I get what you're saying 100% granted some of that stuff I shouldn't have said like even then <laughs> like it was so ta- like it was so, like I would get cancelled like <laughs> some of the stuff I would say <laughs> And like, and there's this one particular video, I'm not going to say what I said, but I said it. And right after I said it, I was like, you should see what my facial expression was like, 
I shouldn't have said that. Like, and I say that, like, I shouldn't have said that. Um, and I'm like, oh, well. And I still uploaded it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> See, that, that's the opposite of perfectionism. That's yes. honestly fine. Yeah, and I used to have give zero fucks. But now mm-hmm. I feel like I give too many fucks about, not about what other people think, but it's it's literally about what I think and how I feel about myself. Same. Same. Yeah, because I can't what the other people think. I'm just like, if I if I would criticize criticize somebody for putting out this content, then I know I can't put that out like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and I, saw, I saw this one thing. I forget who it was. They were talking about how you have to kind of embrace, like, the cringy aspects of yourself. Like, um, and it, I honestly agree with the heavy because it's like, you know, like, we all have that to us, like, those imperfections, like those embarrassing things, those cringy things. Um, but like to just like roll with it and just do it anyways. I was like, that's actually facts. Like yeah. it's whatever. <clears throat> I'm getting there slowly, but steadily. <laughs> I'm uh, trying to too, I gotta get it all TikTok. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I'm gonna get on it though. Uh, heavy, heavy. So what what are three words that describe you best and why? First one, I'd probably vicious, um, for one. Second, I would say is... I'm so sorry you broke up a little bit. What was the first one? First one, I would say is ambitious. Um, second one, I would say is uh, diligent. Third, I would say is... It's kind of similar to di- diligent, but like persistent. I would say that's one of my strongest qualities, probably, just being persistent. Yeah, I see. I, I can I can see all that. I feel like um, I have I've done over 60 podcasts with different people. And I will say that speaking with you, I feel like you are yourself not to say that anybody else isn't themselves. But like, yeah, I can tell like, I'm a life coach as well. So I go off of energy, I go off of people's behavior, the things that they say, and I'm big on like, you know, um, what do you call it? Just uh, um, authenticity. Yeah, exactly. And it's like and a lot of times you could just tell when someone's not being one hundred percent authentic, or they're thinking so much. Um, and mm-hmm. sometimes that may just be because they're on camera and they're they don't want to say the yeah wrong yeah thing. yeah. But yeah. I can tell that you're you're being like very authentic in yourself, and you're not you know you're just going with the flow. So I appreciate no, it- that. <laughs> It's no, yeah, it's it's it. funny. It's funny you said that because um, I guess I didn't use that word, but that is a super important quality to me. Um, not just for myself, like other people too. Um, just interacting with people, I think the thing I value most in other people is when they are being authentic as well. Because then I just feel like you get the most um, kind of uh, like enriching experience when you have two people being authentic going back and forth. Yeah. Um, and that's also just a super important to me for my music too, because again, the people I grew up on, like uh, that music, like it sounded good, but a lot of it was like about like what they were saying too, like, mm-hmm. and about their experience and they were being authentic. And I feel like I shared that with those artists. So I want to be that kind of artist, like authentic- authenticity is like at the forefront, first and foremost, before anything else. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, so uh, to get a little more personal, what would you say makes you insecure?
when I don't feel like I'm up to par in whatever I'm doing, because I'm the type where I like to feel like I'm in control and I'm like um, qualified for what I'm doing. But again, like doing something new that makes me uncomfortable, like making TikToks or um, just kind of stepping into something that I know I'm not going to be 100% confident and like um, qualified in. I would say that definitely makes me insecure. Um, just kind of like uh, fumbling around, like figuring out what the hell is going on. Like, um, yeah, that makes me insecure. Um, what else? I don't know. I would say that one is like the primary one, just like not being um, qualified or like prepared fully for what I'm doing. Because it goes back to like that kind of self-worth thing of like... Um, um, like being excellent and like um, perfectionist. If it's not up to par, then I don't feel secure. Basically, do you feel that you're? Do you feel that you're ever too hard on yourself? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Another that. thing I I tend to never do is um, give myself recognition for what I have done because I'm always focusing on the next thing I have to do. Okay, um, mean, that's one thing I know. Pause, pause, but yeah, that's do that right now. Back to being do it right now. Yeah, give yourself recognition of the things that you've accomplished so far. Yeah, um, what you're proud of. I I am proud of myself for um, like mixing, producing, mastering, uh, creating like ten, eleven. I've and I, I actually have an EP I'm working on right now. Um, it's gonna be four tracks, so I'll call it like 13, 14 tracks. Um, I'm I'm actually super proud of myself that I've like done that all myself, and it's to a quality that I can be proud of. Um, and just like, I'm also proud of, uh, the shows I've done. Um, cause when I, I just, I don't know, maybe you saw it on Insta, the show we just did in Ventura. Um, it was That's me, Mike, um, Uli. It was, it was, it was a, it was a dope show. Uh, Jericho, um, uh, Ty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah, was, I think. yeah. I, th I, th I think you saw that. Yeah. Um, and it was like red lit. Um, I also did a show where I, do you know, the artist Duckworth? Yeah, well, um, I opened up for him. Um, that was a dope experience. I'm proud of um, how far I've come um, with how shy I used to be in terms of performing. <laughs> I'm definitely proud of that because it's it's been a long journey. So I would say those two things I'm proud of. Well, let's keep that in, in the forefront of your mind. Because a lot of times, like, we... Facts, though. No, seriously, because a lot of times... So, for instance, with this podcast, like, I never wanted to do a podcast never thought I would do a mm. podcast. It just, it fell into my lap, I guess you could say. I was, did a podcast with somebody else, um, and it, I actually really liked it, but I still never thought that I would, you know, do a podcast. Um, two months later, they asked me to help out on theirs, and I was like, yeah. And I do, like, project managing and creative directing, um, and, like, music industry and stuff. So, um, I'm telling him, like, oh, this isn't gonna work the way you want it to work. And he's all like, yeah, well, and I'm like, no, it's not like it's impossible. Like, this is literally impossible for you. There's not enough time for you to do this. And he's all like, what's going to work? And he was like, well, I don't think that we're just going to work good together. And I'm like, okay, then we won't get work good together. Like, I'm just telling you the truth. Like, I'm trying to help you out, like, limit yeah. things that you're trying to do because it's impossible. So he went on his own way. And needless to say, I was right because he didn't accomplish any of the stuff. <laughs> like, I tried to tell him. Um, and um, I had a few friends that were just like, oh, you should just do your own podcast. And I'm like, nah, nah. And they're like, no, why? You could do it. And I'm like, no, I don't think I can. They're like, yeah. And I was like, mm, 
let me just lean in. And then when I decided to actually do it, it was so easy not to do it. Right. Um, so then fast forward, like, um, like the trial period was a trial period and I don't do the podcast how I did before. I was again saying tasteless jokes. They're like I would have got Will Smith would have slapped me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yo. Um, oh but um I was saying tasteless jokes and I then had to go back on the next podcast and apologize for what I said because it was it was funny. <laughs> Granted, I shouldn't have said it. Like it was it was it was distasteful. Um and I'm not a comedian. I might be really funny, and that might be a great quality that I have about myself, but I'm definitely not a comedian. Um, so anyways, um, I, w- I noticed that most people were um, like the more motivational type of stuff that I would say at the end of the podcast. So then I was like, how do I make that into a whole podcast? And I wasn't doing podcasts with anybody. And then come February of last year, I was like, you know what? Let me just switch it up um, and just try this new thing or whatever. I'm just going to do guest. And I want it to be more positive and I want, you know, to be able to tell their story. And I remember one of my um, friends, he's actually an artist, Georgia Rain, and she had posted something on social media and she was like, dang, I, was, I think it might have been something about Kardashian or something. She's like, dang, I guess you can just create whoever you want to be. And I was like, huh, you can create your own story. And I'm like, that's the title for the podcast. <laughs> like, Because realistically speaking, we look at all these people and we don't know them. Like, we only perceive that they're this way, but behind closed doors, they may be, you know, something different. So, I, again, that's why I have the podcast for people to come on here and you create your own story. Tell us who you are. Tell us what you like to do or what you don't like or whatever the case is. Um, let people come in and get to know the real you and not just, you know, not just from your music, because I'm not saying that's not the real, that's not the real you guys, but just more like on a, on a deeper level. A piece, yeah. yeah. It's only a fraction of what of what you are, who you are, and then a lot of times, like with certain artists, I know that like for them to be able to make it, they have to start off doing stuff, music that they don't even like or that that's not them. Um, so I'm so happy about how the industry is now or is turning now, where there's so many independent artists that are getting shine and they're able to create stuff because they love it. They love it. This yeah. is who I am, and then. And we see all these people accepting it and, and, and loving it. Like, you know, not everybody's going to be Summer Walker or Doja Cat, but you can be the first you. Uh, yeah. So, I'm sorry, I just went on a little rant. Uh, <laughs> but uh, let me get into another one of your no. songs. I, I think, uh, you know, just, just before you get to the next thing, I think it's yeah. really dope that um, how you kind of organically got to where you are now. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like it, that just kind of speaks to like why the perfectionism thing is so detrimental because you you would never get there had you not just taken the steps. Yeah. And that's something I've kind of found out too, just by like trudging through the mud. Like, um, so that's really cool. Like how organic it happened. Yeah. And I have to have the, the podcast be organic. Like, cause I tried like staging it out. Like the first, uh, the first few episodes that I did and I was saying the exact same questions in the exact same way. And I started to mess up cause it was so staged. And I remember one when I was like, like the, the question I used to ask was like with all of everything that's happened in 2020 with the, the racial injustice and the presidency. And I started, and it's so funny cause I, I didn't put it on the podcast cause I was editing my podcast back then and I edited it out, but I was like president Alexi and I was saying the word and I was like, I just fuck this shit up right now. And then the person just started laughing and I was like, I'm sorry. I was just like, I've done three in a row today. Um, and I, I was like, I just messed up and it was like so funny, but it, it was able to, you know, break the, you know, the, 
the what would you say? Exactly. And so from then on, I was just like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm just going to go with the flow. Like, I'm not going to have it staged out if, if I say something that I shouldn't say or someone says something that they shouldn't say or, you know, I mess up on a word or I can't think of anything. Oh, well, so be it. Like, you know, it, I need to be able to show the authentic me because, again, this is create your own story. So I, I want to show the real. 100%. <clears throat> so just to get into another one of your songs... um, I I really like this one. This is one of the ones I really did listen to. Um, Intermission. Yes. Yes. Uh, so this one, this one, um, okay, so my now ex, we had been together for what, six years? And um <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. That's 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 half a decade <laughs> plus. Yeah, for real. But uh yeah, this one's just about um me knowing I need to grow individually. And we've just been together for so long. There's a certain comfort that comes with that. Um, and a lot of the times in my life I've, I've achieved the most growth is when I'm the most uncomfortable. Um, so this song's about like that struggle between like wanting to stay with someone because you like love them and the comfort of it, but then also like loving yourself and knowing you need to like be uncomfortable again to like grow. So that's what this one's about, I would say. Cool, cool. Well, let's get into it. Even when things go left, it feels right You lay your head up in my hands like I'll never hold you again We'll never break, only bend Time flies, I can't recall the last time We could just lay up and spend some time Life moves so fast nowadays But I don't want us to delay the steps we gotta take to proliferate I've never seen no plan grow in the fucking shade I want you in the coop, that's why I'm chasing pay Planning for tomorrow, working on a day So I can get high on you I can, I can, I can It took me 18 years to find out The music's what I'm all about yeah. You know I never planned on it Bear with me through the damages That I put you through over and over Drinking, drinking Sipping, pouring, thinking, thinking Straps just like Adidas Or a glowing like your first name Rita Rita Girl, you bad as hell and I've been thinking lately And one day I'ma come over and get you right, baby Get you right, baby Get you right, baby
projections. Is it? So, what would you say your favorite imperfection about yourself is? If you have any. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can't hear you. Oh, wait, that's my phone. Ooh, say it again. I'm so sorry. I said, yeah, I'm actually a narcissist. I don't have any imperfections. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know if you're a narcissist. <laughs> no, but um, I don't know. I don't want to call it an imperfection, but like, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't think that's as a fitting answer. I was going to say like, because uh, when I was younger, I used to like give to other people like a lot to like to, to the point of like to where it'd be a detriment to myself yes, um, the choir. <laughs> I, I feel like that's the most fitting answer for me i wouldn't call it an imperfection but it's kind of just like quality um that can kind of uh, hurt me when's your birthday uh july 9th you're a cancer yeah oh you're emotional <laughs> <laughs> anyways keep going keep going with what you're saying <laughs> Honestly, honestly, you're right. Like, I'm very in tune with emotions. Um, so I used to be I used to be the type where I'd give a lot to people and, like, try to energize them and, like, make them feel good. And, you know, that was that to my detriment a lot of the time because it was, it was like, imbalanced. Like, I would do that too much to where it would be, it would be like, negative towards myself. Um, so I would say that's my biggest, like, imperfection, like, balancing um I'm giving something. to people and like giving to myself kind of like the last song you just played like that's literally yeah. what it's about like <laughs> now, i can relate to that on so many i feel like we relate on a lot of things like this is the first yeah. time meeting you i'm like oh this is my <laughs> friend now but i'm gonna play this this is um nivia talking and i played this on one of my other podcasts but like when i say that i can relate so much to this and i feel that you are going to be able to relate to what she says here too and i really want to play uh -huh. it because it's important it's literally something that i've had to um what you're saying i've had to deal with um because i i'm a giver in nature and i find yeah. that me helping others is a way of helping myself make me feel better but at the same time it then when you do it too much or too often or whatever it starts to drain you yep um and then it's like you're drained you're doing the right thing or you're doing something that's positive but it's like you know and i always tell people like like for the most part nobody can take advantage of me the reason being is because whether it doesn't matter who you are i would have done this for you anyways right um, so it's not that you're taking advantage of me, but still I'm giving, I'm giving more of you than I can afford to. And I'm not even realizing that. And then I've gotten to places where I'm like depressed is because I've emptied out. Anyways, mm -hmm. I'm just gonna, I'm going to play this clip and then you can, uh, we can talk about it. Yeah. Oh, now I don't want to play. See technical difficulties, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I did want to respond real quick to what yeah, you said too. Like, um that's something i've had to learn to balance too like when i when i people would take advantage of me i kind of shifted all the way to the other side and was like okay now i'm just gonna be selfish and only worry about me but now i'm at the place where it's like i've kind of shit i want to be in the middle like i want to still 
give to people. But then if they show me that they are going to take advantage of that, then I go like just staying in that kind of mind state, but then also not giving to people that don't give back, yeah. you know? And it's not so much that people take advantage of it as more so for me is that you're just not appreciative of what I've done. Right. Like I give you my heart and you give me your ass to kiss in a sense. Like <laughs> Um, it'd be like that and so many people that I've done so much for when I mean like I've done I've given the last uh, you know and I'm just like and you just throw me to the wayside like I don't even matter like you know like I'm just like nope. 100% um, but it's, it's working now so I'm gonna play this clip here we go oh yeah I got to push play really go overboard with love like i will drown in in the other person what's your very sign? unhealthy aries march aries oh my goodness <laughs> what's your sign? Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes it's not healthy it was it's not healthy to be that way i'm mm. still working on that actually uh bam girl and giving myself what you know i need instead of i'm such a I want to please you person mm -hmm. not even just in relationships in all my relationships um, in life period with my family and my friends like I will overdo it I'll take so much from me for you mm -hmm. which ended up taking me out damn near and hurting you yeah I got real 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 low and I never get that low again thank you lord but I got so low because I was depleted mm -hmm. I had nothing for me I wasn't, I couldn't inspire, I couldn't be optimistic anymore. I couldn't pump myself back up. I, it just was, I had nothing left. So yeah, that was that clip of Nivea, R&B singer Nivea, talking about that. And it just, what you were saying just reminded me of that clip. And I like relate wholeheartedly to that because I've been there several different times with seven different people. <laughs> and it's like, it's um, one of those things like, oh God, I get it. But it's like, I keep learning the same lessons. Like I can't keep giving all of me. And there was an uh, incident recently where I had to like put myself, I'm not going to say it on, on the podcast because <laughs> me and the person are still cool and I'm not going to put them on front street like that. Like they didn't yeah, necessarily yeah. do anything wrong. Um, but I noticed that I needed to be by myself. I needed to be, I needed to do me. In, in a sense or whatever. And there's this other song by, I don't know if you know the artist, um, Samo. Mm, I think I've heard of her, but I don't listen. It's a him. Uh, <laughs> so no, the answer's no. Um, but when I tell you, you have to listen to his music. I had him on, I was blessed to have him on my podcast. That was my dream podcast guest. And I had him on within three months of me actually putting the podcast out. And there's something oh. that... Um, his a song, and I don't think I played it on the podcast, but there's a song that he has called, um, um, shit, um, what's it called? Um, hold on, let me look it up because it's going to bug me now. Um, Let You Go. That's what the song's called, Let You Go. And, um, it, it basically, it's about like letting people go or the person that, you know, the people you care about go because they're really not serving you no purpose or, you know, they're basically harming you, even though that's not maybe not their intention, but you're giving so much or whatever um, that you need to let go. And he has this other song called Focus. Um, um, and then there's this other one called Focus is basically about like focusing on yourself, like, mm -hmm. you know, and that's so hard for me because it like there's the, there's a borderline of being self selfish and i'm such a selfless person that when i'm even just a little bit selfish i feel bad uh, yep. <laughs> so you see you get me uh, I, I know exactly what you're talking about yeah. i know exactly 
And then there's this another song, MySpace, that he has, and it's not about the the ad, the the website or anything, <laughs> but it's about the just owning your space in life and everything. And there's a, a thing that he said, and we talked about it on the podcast. And he was saying, there's a line that says, um, "People died on me that are still alive today on this earth," and it mm. and it's it's so deep because like people like will literally like throw, like I said throw you to the wayside like you've done so much for these people whatever and you realize that they really don't care and then you've done so much for so much time that they basically take it as like oh this is what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. take it for granted they, they definitely take it for granted and and then once you like wing yourself back a little bit then they're like oh you're being fake or you're being and it's like it's not that you're just you're I'm giving you too much and now I'm feeling empty and I'm have broken down from that like someone at I remember one time when I was at Vans to be very transparent I remember I was at Vans working or whatever um it was like around December November no it was January I remember that um and I this is years back and someone called me like oh did you do this for me and I fucking broke down and I just started crying and I had to call somebody up and I'm like can you come fill in at the store I can't be here like I cannot be here and they're like, yeah, sure, I'll be on my way. And I just, like, left. And, like, what they said didn't necessarily bother me, but it was just, like, somebody else asking for something. I'm given right. all that I can give right now. Um, So I've, I've, I've gone through that too many times to count. But nope. now I'm just, like, I can't, I can't anymore. I completely, I completely get what you're saying. And that's another reason music is really important to me because it was kind of the medicine for that. Like, it was something I could pour myself into instead and like still get fulfillment and still feel like I'm being selfless and like because like to me I feel like um my music can be selfless in the way of like um if somebody's going through a similar experience they can like relate and like feel like heard and seen like I know some of my favorite songs of all time over the years have been songs that do that for me like ones that make me feel seen and heard when when through whatever situation I'm going through. So like music was like the thing I shifted my attention to from people. Once I kind of realized as you did as well, like I can't keep giving my all to people that don't appreciate it. So that's why music is super important to me too, because it's the thing I pour myself to instead and it'd be healthy and not get lost, you know, in, in the other person. Yes. And I, I often do that. Even with my, my last friendship that I had, was well, not my last friendship, but the a friendship that I had, we were extremely close to like my brother and um, we were no longer friends anymore. Um, but you like, I, that, you like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm happy with the fact because I, I realized after being that person's friend, after the friendship ended, how I didn't realize like, I can look back at it now. I was like, oh, I was so unhappy. I was so wasn't myself. I was so like, I was giving so much of me to you that I didn't even, you know, I didn't even yeah. realize like things that like I can laugh at certain little things now and I just don't feel the needed stress or the pressure of being your friend or being, making sure that I'm there for you all the time. I was putting too much on myself to make sure that you were okay when you mm-hmm. wouldn't do the same for me. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that was like the first 12, 13, we'll say 14 years of my life, honestly, was that 100%. I'm glad you're 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 in recovery. Yeah, right? (laughs) That's the perfect way to put it, honestly. You're in remission right now, but you can relapse at any time. (laughs) Yeah, it it, it is like 
but because you feel like you're you you feel like you have inherent worth when you're like helping someone else you know like because you're like i i help this person i must have like worse like it, it is like a drug in that way it definitely is no very much so um so this is a question that i ask and I- Hopefully you understand it because most people don't get what I say when I ask this question, but it's what uh-huh. expectations do you have on of yourself? So just to give a little more backstory. So with expectations, we sometimes we put expectations on other people like and granted people say like, oh, you should never put expectations on people. That's false. I'm a life coach. I am certified. I went to school for this and I'm letting you know that you can put expectations on people when they have walked into those expectations like if someone tells you like oh i'm gonna be there for you and then they are not there for you well yeah you expected them to be there for you because they said they would so in certain cases you can and there's a difference between expectation and standards but we'll get into that a whole other day <laughs> but with the expectations sometimes you you put something on yourself and sometimes we fall short like we disappoint ourselves so what expectations do you have on yourself that you don't want to quote unquote let yourself down in these particular ways yeah, expectations I have myself are definitely. Um, I, my first quality I said was ambitious. Um, I just—it's not that I see a certain amount of like fame or like um, you know acclaim. Like it's not that for me. It's more so like I just have an expectation that like I constantly um, am like growing and like getting better and what that destination looks like. I don't really know, to be honest, like what that actually looks like, but, you know, like meeting new people, um, branching out, like having new collaborations, um, doing a different style I've never done before. Um, having better, having better lyrics, getting better at songwriting, having better production, having more nuances in my songs. Like to me, those like, that's the expectation I have myself have on myself in general it's just like always be like taking a step like and always like kind of reinventing myself over time and like um you know kind of uh shedding my skin and staying true to the person i am in the moment as the years go by i would say that's like the expectation of myself because in the past i've had like very specific ideas of what it should look like yeah and not only does not only does that block your blessings in my opinion but it also just kind of limits it limits like um, what you can achieve if you let it flow. Yeah. So nothing specific for me, like the expectation is just more general of like just um, challenging myself and improving on myself and um, continuing to just put myself out there because um, I, I, I would say I'm an extroverted person naturally, but I can have times where I'm very introverted. Um, So just continue to be on the extroverted side and like putting myself out there to have more life experience and new experiences. I would say those, like all of those things, like the expectations I have for myself, definitely. Okay. I love that. I love that answer. Um, I, I can ult- ultimately relate to that 100%. I, um, I oftentimes I ask you guys these questions and I, um, thought of the questions but i never thought of actually answering them (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah so like when you guys are on the spot having to ask these questions i think and i'm like dang i don't even know if i'd be able to answer that like you know um um because i never no one's asking me these questions i don't think about that stuff i just it's always different being on the other side of the thing like being quote unquote interviewed or having the conversation with um so that's why ultimately i always want to like uh 
when I do these podcasts and stuff to say, you know, like say something back as well. So y'all don't feel like it's it's strictly interview. I want it to be a conversation. I want it to be easygoing and, you know. Yeah, no, and I've never I've never talked to you before, so I want to hear your answer too. Like I want to get to know you as well. Like <laughs> uh, Oh, I wasn't going to answer that be- question, but <laughs> but um status, <laughs> expectations that I put on myself. Um I would have to say a vague answer would be being a good person. Mm. That's, va- that's very mm. it's vague. Um but I I have a really big heart. Um, for people, I love people. Granted, I hate people too, but <laughs> um, but for the most part, like if I see somebody in need, like I want to be there for them. Like I, my line's always open if someone needs to talk or something like that. And I I pride myself on that. If I'm close with somebody and they need to talk or need something like that, granted, don't ask me for any money. Um, mm. I, depending on the situation, I may say yes, but like don't ask me for no money. But I'm just saying in general, if you need somebody to be there for you, like. I pride myself of always being available. Um, and that's something that I I, I, I hold myself, my, my expectation high on that. Like, you know, I'm always going to be there if somebody needs me because I know that sometimes there's some people in this world that really don't have anybody. And when I say don't have anybody, it's not always the feeling that they don't have anybody, but sometimes they don't feel like they can go to certain people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not to say that they don't have anybody, but sometimes they don't feel it, you know, so I always want people to know like, oh, you can, you know, talk to me about anything, you know, like it stays here or if I'm able to help, I, I definitely will. And I feel that I'm an easy, I'm easy to talk to. Granted, I've been told that several times by people that I just meet them. So that's a, a good quality to have. I don't know where, where it comes from. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how I possess it, but I'm uh, assuming God just gave me that. That is my talent. Um, and I feel that we all have talents and we possess certain things, but, um, just helping others. I feel like, yeah, being a good person is what I, and I think it's the little things. It's, it's Mm -hmm. really little things. And I think that those are the things that set you apart from being a good person or bad person. I was having, talking to a friend and this is like something so little, but I, I believe that this sets people apart. So like, for instance, I went to Wendy's, um, a couple weeks ago, actually maybe about a month ago. And it was for breakfast, and I'm, you know, Wendy sells breakfast now. Um, but if you lived in Arizona, they've been selling it for years. But, <laughs> but um, they sell breakfast now, and um, I got like three, or no, I got four like egg McMuffins and like two coffees. So I get to the order, I get to the window, and I hand her my card, and I see on the window that says that oh, if you get a breakfast sandwich or whatever, you get a free coffee in any size. And I'm like, oh, did I get the coffee for free? And she's like, no, you have to tell us that. And I'm like, but mm-hmm. it wasn't on the thing when I ordered. So how would I even know that I'm supposed to tell you that if it's only on the window right here? And she's like, well, you have to tell us that. And I was like, well, where does it say that? And she's all like, so she does the re- refund and gives me my money back for that and gives me the coffee for free. But it's like, you work at this place, it does not come out of your paycheck. So mm-hmm. you doing me that solid or like, oh, hey, just so you know that the coffee's free, like that shows how good of a person somebody is. Like it just, it's the little things. Like it's something so simple of you just ringing it for free because it's supposed to be for free when you order a sandwich. If I would have seen that sign over there, I would have asked you. Like you guys put it here for a reason, like you're trying to make more money, then why the hell are you offering it? Like, yeah, yeah. So it's like little things like that, that, and I remember another time where I, and I felt so bad for years, for years about this, um, this guy that works at, 
he used to work at Walmart grocery store. And he was ringing me up and he was asking questions. We're cool talk. And his boss comes up and I guess he had did something and she was like scolding him in front of like us. And I mm. wanted to say something so bad, but I didn't. And when I left out of the store, I felt so bad. And I was like, I should have stood up for him or said something. Like I wouldn't have stopped the thing, but like don't disrespect him in front of us. Or, like, you know, that you don't do that. that that's not a good manager. And I'm about to say, that's not professional or good leadership. Exactly. Like and I felt so extremely bad that I didn't say anything. Like, and so fast forward to this past, the end of this year or whatever, my friend, she's like, oh yeah, I got another room, a new roommate or whatever. And I'm like, oh really? You know, it's a guy or a girl. And she's like, oh, I was like, oh, is he ugly or, you know? Cause I'm like, I only, th- this sounds bad, but I only have decent looking friends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's no shade. Um, and it, it's really true. Uh-huh. Even like, like whether you're big or you're skin, you're super underweight or whatever the case is, like you're still decent looking. Like you know, I don't uh, have any, I don't have any ugly friends. Um. So, anyways, um, because I would just I asked that question because I want to know, like, oh, can I be friends with him or not? Like, if he's ugly, then it's gonna be a no. It's gonna be a dub, you know. But so, anyways, um, she sells me the picture, and I was like, wait a minute, I know him, and she's like, what? I was like, that's, and I told her the story. So he comes out of the room. And he's like, hey, I know you. And I was like, I know you. So I was able to, to apologize for him. He didn't even remember the incident. But it had wow. been on, it had been on, like, I would never forget that. Like, it had been on my heart for years that That's I didn't defend, defend him or whatever. So I was able to still apologize or whatever. And, like, he was a cool dude. Um, but, like, just little things like that, I think, that set good people apart or bad people. Even just, like, when we were in the pandemic and wearing masks. Like, some people, like, oh, I'm vaccinated, I'm not going to wear my mask. And I'm like, well, the mask, yeah, it's to protect you, but it's not about you. Like, I'm vaccinated, too, and I still wear my mask. It's just so other people feel comfortable. It, like, it's solely just because of that. Like, if I get COVID, I get COVID. Um, but I'm wearing the mask so other people feel comfortable. Like, and it's just that simple. Like, it's just the difference between a good person and a not-so-great person. <laughs> yeah, definitely get what you're saying, like, those little things. Makes sense. <clears throat> well, let me play the last song and before I let you go. Um, wrong phone. And this is, I guess, the last single that you actually put out. Why has it um, been so long since you uh, put out music? Yeah, so um, I actually, before now, I, I, I started working right after I dropped that song. And bef- when I dropped that song, I was doing a song a month. Um, one song every month. And then um, I had basically gone from working on music full time to like the two. And also just now, like I realized like I had a, I had a lot of songs kind of saved up and then I realized I want to drop like a, a EP coming up right now um, before summer. Um, so that's why I haven't been dropped in a while. I've just been kind of uh, going deep keep on songs again and like uh i was trying i was like crafting like what do i want to be on this ep like what's cohesive um so my next job is going to be like more than one song that's that's kind of why i've been kind of building it up okay that makes sense well this song is called need you and uh you can tell us about it after i play it so here we go yeah Baby, before I just can't let go I just wanna please you 
talk, don't give an answer. I know how you like it, don't disclose. Baby girl, I need ya. Like I need the air I breathe. Got you hypnotized like I'm B.I.G. I just wanna please ya. Won't you splitting at the seams? Throwing curveballs like I'm in Major League. Baby, plus she knows she ain't local. Never ask no one for nothing, yeah, she got it on her own. Time if need be at her independent shows Don't need no one to augment her But I had to let him know And she bad herself for sure Baby girl, I need ya questions that I have I ask everybody this but if you could be in a room with three people and have a conversation whether they're dead alive who would those three people be an intimate dinner with and and uh, why and I know I would probably be one of them but you don't have to say me <laughs> damn three people hmm. one would probably be Um, I don't know if you know the rapper, uh, Capital Steez. Mm -hmm. Um, he would definitely be one. Um, who else? And why? Yeah, for him, um, I just, I don't know. I just really relate to him because he came up the same time I did, like in New York too. Um, and the values he had with like music and just like life. Um, he was very heavy on like being authentic and like how in the industry, um, you know, as you said, people create songs to pop off, but it may not necessarily be in alignment with like who they actually are. Mm -hmm. um, and he was just, he put like the the meaning first and everything else became, like came second. And I think... Um, I think I think it's gotten better now, but there was definitely a period of time where like music was just kind of like, you know, um, you have to kind of make a certain type of thing to pop off um, and to to stay on too, even to stay on. Um, it's kind of like a game you have to play branding and stuff. Um, I like how he was just kind of raw and um you know, that's kind of what hip hop was about when it was born too. It was just about being raw. Like yeah. it's not about being like branded or perfect or polished. Like it's, you know, we're throwing together turntables, like, and we're just getting down. Like it's not that deep. It's not that crazy. Um, so I, that, that's why for him, just kind of the kind of person he was, the character he had, I would just like to um, have a conversation with him and see like how his mind works. Um other two people, though. Hmm. Second would probably be... Um, I would probably say Jay-Z. Um, because... Uh, not not like just music, but like business, like the uh, the things he chooses to invest in. Yeah. Um, also, he's married to Beyonce. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, that's that's a dub. Um, but 
yeah, just for him, like, just like the the business, like the mindset he had going into rap and how he used that as a vehicle for like his business endeavors um, and just investments. Cause like I invest too. Like I would love to have a conversation with him about like how he thinks about things to leverage his strengths, to make money with them, you know, like yeah. just from a business, I'd love to have a conversation with him about that. Um, and then the last one. Hmm. I don't want to do a dead person. <laughs> I don't want to do a dead person. I feel like it would either be like MJ or like James Brown. Okay. Yeah. Um, Cause then one of my songs actually blind eye, I take a segment of like what a James Brown, like a, a interview he did. Um, it was just talking about like, uh, kind of like what we were talking about, like the, or a little bit like um, kind of like character and people and like, um, giving to people and when you need to kind of do certain things yourself and like give back to yourself. Yeah. Um, so he was just a pioneer, like in art too, like with funk, like he's just a pioneer. Like he just did it his own way. Um, I would just love to talk to him cause I could tell he had like a brilliant mind. Um, and MJ, you know, for obvious reasons, like, but again, MJ was about meaning too. Like he has songs that were like, had a lot of meaning, like, yeah. you know, you listen to the words, um, to, um, what's the song called? Annie, are you okay? Um, smooth criminal. Yeah. I did not realize that the song was about like the girl getting like raped and beat. <laughs> your, I face, your face changed. Listen to the first verse, and he's basically saying, like, I see the blood splatter on the floor. I, but I never, and I was, like, um, literally, I found out, like, a few weeks ago, that, and I I seen it on TikTok or something, and I'm, like, TikTok University. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, what? Yes, I seen it on TikTok, and I was, like, what? And then I went back, and I looked up the lyrics, and I listened to the song, and I'm, like, oh, it really is about a girl. And he's asking her, like, are you okay? Because he, like, beat you up. He snuck into your house and got basically got away with it. He was a smooth criminal. <laughs> oh my i'm gonna listen to that because yes. that is me yeah. it just it just sounds so damn good you know the lyrics exactly. kind of exactly and it's danceable like you, you know and you know that's crazy I, I i was gonna say like man in the mirror and um <laughs> songs like that but oh my god i did not know that yeah you should uh, i'm glad that i got your facial expression on camera <laughs> i did not know that now, now i'm getting it like damn <laughs> But, like, he just literally covered it up. Because you can never understand what him and Janet are saying. No way. Uh, so he just yeah. put it into some lyrics. <laughs> covered it up in there. Uh-oh. But that song is deep. Yeah. Who would have known? I did not. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I would say those are my uh, probably top three. I definitely have more. But, yeah, we'll call that the top three. Okay. Well, I would love to have you on the podcast again um, to get a little more deeper. Probably when your, your EP comes out. We'll have to have you on. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be uh, super down for that. Um, is there anything... or where, Tell the people where they can find you, find your music. Yeah, so um, you can find me on uh, Spotify. I just go under Dagan. You can find me on SoundCloud. I go under Dagan. Um, if you're having trouble finding me, you could just type in Dagan with the last song. That's where I'll just play Nidia. Um, you could type that into Spotify, Apple Music, uh, SoundCloud. I'm on all of that. So if you just type in D-A-G-A-N, um, and then Nidia for the streaming platforms, you'll find all my catalog. And then 
if you want to find me on Insta, my handle is Dagan.music. Um, yeah, I think that's everything. Yeah. And besides the EP, what's next for you? What is the future hold? No, yeah. Um, EP, I mean, I definitely want to be on TikTok more. Um, but yeah, I'm at a point right now where it's like, I don't really know. Like, I just got out of a six-year relationship. Oh, you um, you know, I thought years. I had all these plans. Um, what'd you say? I said, oh, I didn't realize that you just got out of it. See, we definitely got Oh, out. yeah. It's, it's fresh. <laughs> it's I'm fresh. Bad. I would have been asking you different questions, no? <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's fresh. Like, it was uh, last December, I want to say. Is yeah, yeah, just at the end of last year. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it's funny you asked that because I thought I knew, but this is very much a time, period of time for me where it's like, I don't really want to know. Like, I'm just open to everything type of thing, you know? Yeah, I, I'm the but same yeah, way. Me- I always tell yeah. people, like, oh, what's your five-year plan? I was like, five years? I don't even know what I'm going to do tomorrow. Like- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. Like, I'm not, I'm not the biggest planner. I like to focus more, like, um, what I'm doing today to get me to where I want to be eventually, you know? Exactly. Like, in all aspects. That's what I try to focus on more. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. As always, guys, you know, you can find me, Terrell Garnett underscore. That's T-E-R-R-E-L-G-A-R-N-E-T-T underscore. And that's on all social media platforms. And we will talk to you guys soon. And that's all we have for you today. I hope you enjoyed yourself on this episode of Create Your Own Story with Terrell Garnett. We'll catch you next time.